Welcome to the Nutrition by Carmen podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is one of my favorite episodes to date, and that is because I have Patricia on the podcast. And for those of you that have followed me on Instagram or have looked at my website, Patricia was one of my nutrition clients. And she had an incredible transformation. She lost 52 pounds of body fat while she was on my program. And then she went off my program and continued her journey and lost an additional 20 pounds on her own, which is unbelievable. And then she actually re-signed up with me to get things under control while the new year was sort of starting. And we talk all about that, as well as what life was like for Patricia in terms of health, nutrition when she was growing up. Um, We talk about her time on the program, what she absolutely loved, what she didn't really love because trust me, there are things that people do not like about the program and that's totally normal. So we dive into all of that and then we also talk about life post-program and discuss why she wanted to sign up with me again. And Patricia just has such an amazing story. Um, She's a mom to a sweet little boy And she just really took this health journey into her own hands. And I'm just so grateful that she agreed to come on the podcast and talk openly about her experience. Um, I think you'll find a ton of value in what she has to share with us all today. So without further ado, here is the episode with Patricia. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Patricia, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm so excited to have you. I am. You have no idea how excited I am to <laughs> be doing this. I've, I'm more into podcasts now than I am music. So to be on a podcast is even more exciting. Oh my gosh. Well, and then once this goes live, you can listen to this on one of your walks, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Yep. I'm so excited. I'll That's... be hitting my 10,000 steps to my own voice. <laughs> Yay. I love that. Well, I'm really honored because you are actually the very first nutrition client on the podcast. Um, and I just, I'm so excited because you've had such a transformation, such a health journey. You know, there's been lots and lots of positives and changes in your life. So I'm just so excited for you to um, share all of that with us. So I think it's going to be a really, really great conversation. Um, but sort of before we dive into all of that, um, just wanted to know if you can share just sort of a little bit about who you are, um, you know, what you do and, and all of that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in, uh, in Ontario in a, a town, a city called Burlington, Ontario, which is outside of Toronto, lived there for most of my life. Uh, went away to university. I went to the University of Ottawa for four years where I got a degree in performing arts, uh, moved back home, thought I was going to move to Toronto. I thought I was going to manage a theater company. That was my dream. And then I realized after four years of university, I didn't have the administrative skills I needed to work in a theater company. I could tell you all about the history of theater, costume design, directing, script writing, all of that. The administrative side, none of that. Um, <laughs> So after living at home for for a while, after I graduated university and realizing that Toronto wasn't going to be happening anytime soon, I decided to uh, go back to school for a year and chose to go to Capilano University. They had an arts and entertainment uh, administrative program there. And I had never been to Vancouver before. So I thought, you know what, like, I'll go for a year, I'll do my schooling, I'll move right back home and then make that move to Toronto moved out here and I've been here 11 years. I never went back. Um, I've worked in primarily two different industries, the theater industry and also the sports industry. So 
a lot of overlaps between the two in terms of scheduling. You know, you're not necessarily working Monday to Friday, nine to five. You're working nights, you're working weekends. Um, you're working with so many incredible people as well. Um, and then back in 2014, I met my husband. And in 2020, I had my son, Jeffrey. So um, yeah, I always joked with my parents, not joked, but I always said, oh, yeah, I'll come back in a year. I'll come back in a year. And it's I'm one of those people that ended up falling in love with Vancouver and and decided to stay. Um, and now my life is here. My brother lives here now as well. So I do have some family close by. Um, and yeah, we've just been living living life in Vancouver. That's amazing. Well, I was going to say maybe you can now your parents should come visit you. Yes, they have <laughs> talked about retiring and moving out here. I'm not sure if that will happen anytime soon, but they have an excuse to come out to to Vancouver and uh, and to enjoy this beautiful weather and the mountains yeah. and the ocean. It's something that we don't have in Ontario, but um, yeah, it, I love it out here. I miss my family, obviously. I miss the my family back home, but it's it is nice to be out here as well. Yeah, and especially this time of year, it's just like there's no better time, really. Yep. Yep, exactly. Amazing. Okay, well, thank you. Just wanted a little background on sort of your upbringing and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm actually curious on this one myself, but um, sort of growing up and, you know, not necessarily when you were a child, but I'm just curious, like, what was your sort of relationship with um, like food and fitness, nutrition growing up, um, you know, you can start like when you're in high school or sort of like whatever your earliest sort of memories of that is. I know for some, it could be like, Oh, when I was five or I don't remember my, you know, younger years. So yeah. What, what did that kind of look like for you? Yeah. My, my relationship with food has really changed over the last 34 years. <laughs> um, so I, to start, I grew up in a traditional Greek family. Um, there was food, all the time. We always had food. Food was always a source of not necessarily love, but you would feed somebody and you would, it was like, I love you. Here's food. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was always around. And there's also uh, that guilt aspect as well. So if somebody gives you food and you don't eat the food, then you feel guilted after like, why aren't you eating the food? So, you know, you would go from being eating, eating, eating until you feel like you're going to explode because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And then two seconds later, it's like, oh, you've, you've gained weight. Maybe you should lose some weight. It's like, okay, well, which one do you want? Do you, do you want me to eat the food that you're giving me? Then you can't complain or can't comment that I'm gaining weight. So it, it was funny growing up that way. It's not like that now because like I, I do say no more. I don't, I know better now and mm -hmm. I listen to my body a lot more, but um, so that was, that was what it was like growing up. Um, and I feel like if there's any like Italians listening to this or <laughs> any European culture, it's, I, it's people are probably uh, agreeing and uh, relating. Yeah. Um, and then I went to university where I w shifted from like, then not caring what I was eating and not realizing that all the junk that I was putting in my body would affect me as much as it does today. Mm -hmm. my lifestyle really changed in university I lived in a dorm where you could like reach over and touch your roommate's hand we had a mini fridge so you couldn't really pack food in there there was a kitchen on our floor in our dorm but not it was always dirty like I'm not going to go and get tons of groceries now for the food to go bad if I don't eat it quick enough so you know you're eating out a lot the food that the university had and I think this is I'm hoping that this has changed as well but it's all, you know, pizza and junk food. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're just kind of eating, you know, in the middle of the night, you're picking out, you're eating or you're drinking all the time. Like that was, that was university for me. It was very mm -hmm. much a social environment and, and I wasn't active. So yeah, the, just the food that I ate in those four years, when they say freshman 15, like it was like freshman 20, 25 for me, I gained quite a bit of weight in my first year, year and a half of university. Cause I just wasn't careful. Mm -hmm. Um, and also now, but now like I, I am more aware of what I'm eating and, and I'm older now. I know, I know better now. So I do better. Um, I've learned a lot over the last, the last few years as well, but 
yeah, food for me has always, it's, it's interesting how it changes. Um, I notice now with my son, Jeffrey, like if he doesn't eat now, I'm turning into that Greek mother where I'm worrying that he's not eating. And it's like, okay, you got to eat, you got to eat, you got to eat. And my mom always reminds me like, maybe he's just not hungry. He's three, like his stomach is not, but I'm like, no, he's got to eat. He's got to eat. So I'm trying to change that as well. Now that I'm in that position. Right. Um, in terms of fitness, I've always been fairly active. Like I played softball throughout my entire life, really up until 2019 was uh, the last time I had played softball. I played ice hockey. I played field hockey for a year in, in high school, always did gym class. I think gym was only required until grade nine, but I continued it throughout grade 12, um, getting out for walks, going to the gym, getting on a bike. Like that was always, I, I always liked to move and to stay active that way. Um, but I mean, the food, the food, uh, the food aspect of it didn't, didn't exactly help. So even though I was staying active, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to stay active when I could, but, um, yeah, always, always wanted to be on my feet and to, to get out there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, that's, a, that's really challenging, um, in the household growing up like that, where, yeah, you, you obviously want to, you know, not be rude essentially by, yeah accepting the food but if you don't really want it that's really really hard and yeah. then it's sort of a cycle of oh well now you're gaining weight but yeah but you're the one giving me all the food yeah. you know that is tough that's very yeah. hard yeah I mean we can laugh about it now but as a kid the weight has always been a thing for me I've I have always been on the heavier side and high school was always really tough because of that too and elementary school because I did get picked on quite a bit because I was always the bigger girl mm. um, so it definitely affects your, obviously your physical health, but your mental health as well. So to, you know, to hear it when you're going to school and then, uh, but you think as well, well, you know, in, in our culture, like you're eating to, you know, it's family time. It's you sit down and have a meal with your family and it brings people together and all of that. So it's, it's trying to find that or trying to find that middle ground, I guess. So, yeah, exactly. That balance. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Cause I, <laughs> I think that's really important to just kind of start with and, um, for people listening. So I had to kind of go back into my emails, my calendar, because it was in October, 2021, which is actually insane to think, yeah. um, I, you had reached out to me to ask if we could just get together for, a coffee just to chat about nutrition. Cause I remember you had some specific questions you were, you know, trying to figure out how to just make things a little healthier in your day-to-day -day meals, you know, feeding Jeffrey and making yep. meals for you and um, your husband. Um, so we had that chat. Yeah. It was the end of October. And um, I just remember it so clearly because I just remember you were so curious about nutrition and like what you could do to make changes and I feel like we left that tea just, um, you know, okay, Patricia's got it. She's going to run with it. And then I think it was like a week later, maybe even a couple of days, you said, you know, I actually think I might need a little more help and support with nutrition. Yep. And then you were chatting or asking me about my programs, um, which I was obviously so happy about. Um, and that's such a hard first step, I think, because I really believe that you have to be in the right frame of mind to start something like this nutrition program. And I think it was probably such a great thing that we had that conversation over coffee, because I think you left that thinking I, after that I'm ready because I I'm asking for this conversation and I want to make these changes. Um, you know, a lot of people will start something thinking they're ready and then it doesn't actually pan out that way. Yep. Um, so I really think the timing for when you started, which ended up being early November, 2021, um, you signed up with me. And so I just wanted to ask you, so before you actually started with me on the program, um, how were you feeling sort of overall with your health body, all of that kind of stuff, because obviously you were signing up for a reason. Yeah. I, to be completely honest, I was feeling horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, I, so I had Jeffrey in 2020 and obviously you gain weight when you're pregnant. 
And then I had him and some of the weight came off, but not a lot. And because I have always been on the heavier side, um, that added weight just put such pressure on my body, my knees, I've always had knee problems. And the weight is awful for your knees. Mm -hmm. Um, My hips, my back, like I just I was always sore. And like you said, you do have to be in the right frame of mind to to start or the the right mindset to start something like this and to focus Mm -hmm. on this. I had said so many times after like a weekend of bad eating, well, I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. And that just never happened. And I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I just kept telling myself that Monday I'll feel more motivated. And I was just tired of feeling that way. Um, It affects you mentally. Like I was just, I just felt blah. Like that, I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, And I remember I had a conversation with my husband, Jordan, and I was like, you know, Carmen's a nutritionist now. I I really, I really should sit down with her and, you know, talk to her more because I think because I knew you as well from, Mm -hmm. from before you became a nutritionist that felt me, made me feel more comfortable coming to you Mm -hmm. uh, versus like a complete stranger who doesn't necessarily know me. Um, Looking back at it now, I don't think that really matters, but to me, it was a comfort that I knew you already and that I really trusted you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was talking to Jordan, I was like, I'm not thinking like, I don't need to lose a hundred pounds. Even if I just start with like five pounds, just slow, like small steps, because I think when it comes to weight loss, people, I think we just want things to happen right away. We want things to happen overnight. And yes. that's why I think people take the more extreme route where they're cutting out they're not eating what they should be, or they're, you know, cutting out carbs completely and cutting out this and cutting out that for some people that might work, but for others, it doesn't. And you might see a result quickly, but that can quickly also come back as well. If you're not watching what you're doing. So, sorry, I just rambled there for for a second. (laughs) No, that's so true. Yeah. At at the time I, I, I knew it was the right time for me because of how I was feeling. I have a toddler who is very active um, he's a heavy kid as well. So like lift it, it's a lot of work trying to do anything with him and he's running around like crazy. I wanted to be able to keep up with him. Yeah. And, um, and also like a friend of ours suffered a heart attack that summer and Mm -hmm. that, you know, scared the crap out of me knowing that I knew somebody that went through that. So it was just time. And I was ready to, to spend spend the the money let's say now on my and focus on my health now versus 30 40 50 years from now when it might be a lot worse and I'm you know trying to change things then and it may not be it might not give me enough time or you know like yeah I'd rather spend the money now and focus on my health which is something I think is hard for for moms as well or parents we're so busy all the time we're so focused on our kids that sometimes we forget about ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's something that I wanted to change so that Jeffrey sees me and my healthy lifestyle, you know, as he grows as well. So, yeah. And I remember you saying that too, like it was the first time in a while you had put yourself sort of first to do something yeah. really good for you. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, that would lead to being a really good example for Jeffrey as he grows up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm not a mom, a parent, so I don't know what it's like to, you know, I just go into the kitchen and meal prep, but I don't have a toddler running around me wanting my attention 24 seven. So I can't imagine how hard it is to juggle that while wanting to improve your lifestyle and your health and all of that. Yeah, totally. And it was like, I, I knew I needed to lose weight. I just didn't know how I, I think I thought got to be in the gym six days a week. You got to cut out all these things to, to see results. Um, so I definitely needed, I needed somebody to tell me, this is what you need to do. This is how you're going to do it. And like, go. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I needed, I needed everything handed to me that way because I knew that there's no way I would have been able to figure it out on my own. Or if I did, I don't think I would have done it properly. Yes. Yeah. And I, I completely know what you're talking about with, you know, thinking we have to cut things out and do cardio seven days a week, because that's what is portrayed in the media. Um, But 
the, and this is what I learned. And the only reason I can really speak to it is because I went through all of those fad diets, detoxes, cardio all the time, no strength training, but what actually worked is the most simple, boring stuff that if you put that on a magazine cover, no one would buy it. Yep. No, it's not flashy. It's not attractive, but it's truly what works. And, um, it's just amazing. Like I still can't believe we can eat and enjoy all the foods that we both do and then still keep up with our results. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad to hear you say that. And, um, so I guess like when you first started the program, because I always tell clients, you know, it takes a couple, like I would say two to three weeks to really get used to it. Um, because you're sort of overhauling your lifestyle. Um, I ask clients to measure their portions and I, that's specific because it actually shows you how much you're able to have while losing body fat, while feeling full. And, um, I know that can be challenging for people. Um, so when you sort of first got going on the program, what do you remember any sort of like, Oh my God, like this is way too much food or this just seems like, how did that all kind of feel for you? Yeah. I think going from, uh, not measuring any of my food before, to then focusing on portion control. Uh, that was a huge shock to me in a good way because when I measured out a cup of pasta, like a cup of, does not look like it's a lot, but it's also because I used to fill my plate with pasta before and not think about it. And I would eat everything that was on my plate and feel gross after. So mm -hmm. going from like, and I love carbs. I like, I need yes. carbs. Me too. Um, just, just shifting to one cup of pasta, I felt satisfied after. And I didn't think that was going to happen because of how I was eating before. Mm -hmm. um, so that was uh, a big surprise to me, um, knowing that I didn't necessarily, like, I, I choose to work out. I have an exercise bike that I try and get on when I can. I try and do weight classes when I can as well. Mm -hmm. But um that you didn't have to do intense workouts multiple times a week to see results. Uh, a couple months after, a month after I signed up with you, I had a club, a gym membership. And during the holidays, the gym closed because of COVID. So we right. were, I was getting outside and getting my 10,000 steps in snowy weather. I didn't mind it. I grew up in Ontario. I would much rather have snow than rain. I know that's a, <laughs> don't get mad at me for saying that, but that's just what I grew up with, like was the snow. So I don't mind moving around in the snow, but you know, having the gym closed where I couldn't go and hit the treadmill or do any sort of weight classes, I was just outside walking mm -hmm. and and I saw results over the holidays, the Christmas holidays. Like that was another thing. I enjoyed my Christmas meal and didn't feel guilty about it and was still seeing results. So even during those really challenging times, I think what I remembered was, okay, like just take a step back, take it one day at a time and just focus on what you're doing now. And, and just having everything laid out was, that's what really helped me throughout all of it. Cause it's easy to feel really overwhelmed when you're starting something new and, you know, you're trying to learn how to do everything and you're changing your daily routine. If you're not used to measuring things or, you know, mm -hmm. um, I mean, like for me, I don't, I don't mind peanut butter, but now when I buy peanut butter, I make sure that it's the, like I buy the Adams brand, which is organic and it's, right. you know, and it's actually not that much more expensive than regular peanut butter and it's a healthier choice. So, hmm. So just, I think the other thing that surprised me was I was still eating the same things, but having a different, like looking for different brands, I, I could still get the same taste out of things, but mm -hmm. just shifting, like, you know, how much sugar was in something or, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily, it's shifting your money, you know, to healthier options. So, yeah. And I think that's such a huge thing as well, because I usually will ask at the beginning to do sort of a pantry overhaul, Yes, <laughs> um, which, you know, is scary and fun all at the same time, because yep. you know, there are, um, you know, if someone has, they've just bought something. I, I don't like food waste. So I, I totally yep. get all of that, but it's just sort of looking for, yeah, exactly what you said. Just something with where the ingredient list, you can actually read and understand, and it doesn't go a mile long. Yeah. 
Um, and, and, and sorry, also, sorry to interrupt, but also okay. the meals that you're making, you don't need a hundred ingredients in the meals that you're making either. Like you have your fat, you have your, pro or you have your protein, you have your fat, you have your vegetables, you have your carbs, like one of each. You don't need to, you don't need to make fancy, super organic meals to have it nutritious. Yes. It's, that was really helpful for me because I don't have time to cook like crazy during the week. I just want simple, like, does it taste good? Yes. Is it easy to make? Yes. And I'm getting everything that I need out of it. So that was, um, the simplicity of, of it was huge for me. That's, I mean, I, I love that because I also like, I am not a, I'm a home cook, yep. like barely, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, um, it's just sort of figuring things out and the staples of what your plate should look like. And then you can really experiment as much or as little as you want. Yeah. Um, and it's really up to each person to experiment with spices, seasonings, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm just curious before you started the program, were your meals, did they look a lot different than your program meals or was it more just the difference was more balancing things in a different way? Yeah, I think it was more balancing things in a different way. I've always loved salad. Like I, I do love a good salad. And I think people think when they eat a salad, it's automatically healthy. And no, like before I was putting the creamy dressing on and it would have avocado and it would have cheese. Like, so it was scaling that back and just mm -hmm. being more aware of what ingredients I was putting in my meals. Mm -hmm. um, I do love meat as well. Um, like I, I don't think I could ever handle being a vegetarian. I just, I just love meat. I grew up with a barbecue and all of that. My dad barbecuing mm -hmm. all the time. So mm -hmm. um, so eating meat, I could still do, but it was just the amount of meat now um, that I was eating. So definitely, I mean, there were making protein shakes. I don't think I would have ever put frozen cauliflower in it before. <laughs> <laughs> and now I do. And it's like, it's the greatest because you can't taste it, but it makes your smoothie uh, smoother and like, or your protein shake smoother and yeah, like creamy. Yeah. Or like throwing like the one that I'm having now, like I put frozen spinach in it, but it also has chocolate. Like, I don't think I would have thought that before, but yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think just like adding certain ingredients to my meals, uh, that has definitely changed. So mm -hmm. for the better. Yeah. That's so great. I know it's, it's kind of amazing what sort of right in front of you without really realizing it at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, um, Okay. So while you were on the program, I am curious if you remember, like, did you have any major challenges or struggles that you can recall? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I am a, uh, snacker. Uh, I, when I'm cooking, like if I'm cooking something for my son and I will just say, I, I have a, an active toddler who, never wants to eat anything that I am cooking. So I will always That'd be way cook. too easy. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so I will cook something for Jordan and I, and then Jeffrey will always have a separate meal because he just never wants to eat what I'm cooking him. He basically lives off of chicken nuggets, mac and cheese and goldfish. Like that is the toddler. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for me, like when I'm cooking his food, if I'm making a mac and cheese, it's so easy to just like, oh, like I'm going to taste it just to make sure that it's fine. And then one scoop turns into multiple scoops. So I, I think one of the challenges that um, I struggled with at first is I'm a a, a mindless snacker. I eat and I don't think about it or I mm -hmm. snack and I don't think about it. So that was one thing that um, that I definitely had to shift. And the one thing that you suggested was when you're cooking, chew gum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're not tempted to put something like to put food in your mouth. So I found that that was um, that that was really tough at first, but it definitely helped. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing was um, the speed at which I was eating. Because right. yes, I remember Jeffrey, that Jeffrey scarfs down his food and he's done in five minutes. And then I feel like I have to scarf down my food too to then cater to, you know, looking after him or then you've always got chores to do wash the dishes clean, get him ready for bed. So I always felt like I was in a rush when I was eating. Mm -hmm. so just slowing down my meals uh, was a big step forward for me. Like that I found that was very 
um, very challenging at first, but then once you get into the the swing of things, then it gets, it definitely gets easier. Yeah, for sure. And it's all that, that's why it's, it's really more of a process of things because yeah. you're not going to overhaul everything within a couple of weeks. And yeah. so every week, you know, the, the foundation is the same, but you might discover something different from week to week. And I remember at one point, I think you were, um, you were having afternoon coffee and you noticed that that was really affecting your sleep. Yes. And, um, we were kind of figuring out the math on that. I'm like, Oh, well, by the time you're going to bed, you still have 400, whatever milligrams of caffeine in your system. No wonder you're wide awake. Yeah. Just swapping that to decaf or, you know, I think that's what we suggested at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Decaf. Uh, yeah. Coffee. If I have a coffee past like one o'clock in the afternoon, it's a no go for me for the the day. And I, I I think like my, in my mind, I was like, well, I'm exhausted. I need to have the coffee to at least stay awake or to be able to function throughout the rest of the day. So like one switching to decaf, but then I also noticed that decaf coffee before bed made me feel a bit dehydrated. So then I was drinking more water at night, which is fine, but then you have to get up and use the bathroom every 10 minutes. (laughs) Um, So then I just cut decaf coffee out completely as well um, at night as well. So um, yeah, it's just like little changes like that, that at first may have been a challenge, but but then once you get, once you get into your routine and everything, then it just comes, it just becomes habit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. No, exactly. Um, okay. What were some of the most positive experiences you had on the program? Um, so many, uh, the, one of the biggest ones for me was my knee pain, just not necessarily fully disappearing, but my knees didn't hurt as much when I was out walking, going upstairs, like going up flights of stairs before used to be very, very challenging for me. Mm -hmm. Um, just cause there was just so much pressure on my knees. So going down as well, didn't, you know, was, was really hard. Um, I remember I went for a run. I am not a runner. I will start by saying that, (laughs) uh, I like in softball, I would happily run from base to base, but I'm not somebody that will go out and run a marathon or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I went for just a light jog and my knees didn't hurt. And that was the first time in a very, very long time that, that I didn't feel any pain. So that was a big eye opener for me. Um, just because I had lost a good amount of weight that the pressure was off of my knees. Mm -hmm. Um, my confidence was, I felt more like myself. I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable in my clothes. I didn't, the worst feeling and I'm kind of feeling this right now. Yeah. When your jeans are tight. There is no worse <laughs> feeling in the world than knowing that like the zipper of your jeans is digging into you. And, um, uh, yes. so, you know, I went from my clothes, just never feeling I never felt comfortable in the clothes I was wearing. I always felt very frumpy mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, you know, you go shopping and it's a much better experience. You can, you know, you start looking for smaller sizes, which I actually really enjoyed because I always found it hard to shop for clothes, um, you know, at my weight and everything. So definitely feeling more confident in my, in my own body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt, I think just focusing on my health, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just such a positive experience knowing that I took that step and I was finally focusing on, you know, how I was feeling and ways that I could make myself feel better through health sleep. You know, I was, I mean, I was getting decent sleep. Yes. <laughs> and when you're toddler. Hurt, yeah. When you have a, a toddler that gets up all the time, sleep is definitely hard. And, um, and I definitely know that parents can feel very sleep deprived. So, mm-hmm. uh, sleep was, you know, good sleep when we were getting good sleep, basically when we had the opportunity to get good sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also as well, knowing that I was, I guess, a role model for Jeffrey. And I know that he may not understand things right now, but I I just want to be a good uh, role model for him, you know, so he knows how to live a healthier life, I guess, down the road. And, you know, we'll do that together. Obviously, it's up to Jordan and I to to teach him that. But mm-hmm. uh, just knowing that that I am hopefully going to pass on that wisdom or that knowledge is uh is really important to me so and also being able to keep up with him like there I just hated 
feeling exhausted and tired all the time when I was, you know, trying to play with him or just doing anything. So just feeling that I had more energy to enjoy time with my son or to get outside and go for walks. Like it's just, it just feels a lot better. So um, there's just so many positives to, you know, to, to going on this journey. Well, exactly. And kind of like you said at the beginning, like a lot of people want a quick fix. They want things to happen like right now, but you know, every single week it, it wasn't an overnight thing for you, but because like you were so consistent, dedicated, you were on it, you were, you know, held yourself accountable when things might not have been as lined up as you wanted. Um, but just that consistency, ended up leading to all of these amazing positives. Yeah. And I remember in your first questionnaire, you said you just felt winded all the time. And then I remember getting a text from you saying that you had walked up a steep hill and you couldn't believe you, you were just breathing like normal. And that was sort of like, like, those are the best moments. Yep. Ever, I think I, uh, so I guess it would have been summer 2022. Yeah. Um, I decided to do the grouse grind after, like I did yes. the grouse grind years ago with work, um, mm-hmm. it was a, uh, social committee outing. And because I was the president of the social committee, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I can, you know, join you guys. And, uh, and at the time I thought I would do the BCMC cause I was told that it was a little bit easier. And mm-hmm. then, um, I'll, I'll do a name call out. Our good friend, Paul Fruitman was like, no, no, no. Like you, I think you can do the grind. And I did it but you know, back then with work and it was such a struggle. And I, I think it took me like three and a half hours. And I was very lucky that people were cheering me on Paul, one of them, like cheering me on when I got to the top, Right, I, I was going to die the first time that I did it. And then when I did it last summer, um, I, I just thought, you know what, like, if you can make it to the top and shave a couple minutes off or just to feel not as exhausted when you get to the top, then that's a bonus. Right. And I ended up like shaving a full hour off of my time. And I got up there and yeah, it was hard. Yeah. But I didn't have that like feeling like I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and that like that was huge for me because I yeah. never ever would have thought that I would be able to do that, especially because of the experience I had the first time and Um, so that was like, that was such a, a big eye opener knowing that my hard work helped me get to the top. Um, and I'm not somebody that like, I don't crave, uh, you know, running up grouse, the grouse grinder, like (laughs) Like, the time, it didn't really mean much to me, but also knowing that I was able to cut that much time off, uh, you know, whether, yeah. So you must've felt so good just going up there. Like that's not easy. That's not an easy climb for no the fittest of people. It's challenging, but just probably as you were going up that just, I can't imagine what that must've felt like for you the second time. Yeah. And knowing that, like, I remember the first time I had to stop every five minutes and I had to sit down and I had to like, you know, chug back water. And it was just, it was hard. It was such a struggle. And then this time around, you know, I made a point of not sitting because I knew if I sat down, I would want to sit down for a long period of time. Yes. It would be harder to get up and keep keep going. So I just, you know, okay, step aside, catch your breath, keep going and like just taking it in smaller steps. And I got to the top quicker than I thought. So yeah, that was, that was fun. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, you posted about it on so many amazing (laughs) comments. Oh my gosh. You inspired a bunch of people. (laughs) anybody can do it. <laughs> yes. I yeah. have not done the grouse grind in years. We should go one time. Yeah. This it's getting nicer out. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. um, okay. So I want to just ask you, so after the program ended, um, yeah. this is always, well, not always, but it can be a challenging time for clients, especially because, you know, on my programs, you check in, once a week and we usually will text or email during the week and there's always that accountability that support um and then once obviously programs have to come to an end um and that can be really tough so i just wanted to ask you how you felt sort of when um your program was coming to an end and how you sort of implemented i guess what you learned post program life and how all of that kind of felt for you 
Yeah, I, I think when I was on the program, I got into such a good routine of measuring, of checking in. Like you would text on the, the Friday just to check in and to see how the week was going. Uh, the questionnaires that you would send, like that all became so... Um, it made me feel grounded. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it's like, okay, now is the time to reflect on the week. I think we, we get through a week where everybody is so busy that you get to the end of the week and you're like, what just happened? How, what just happened this week? What challenges did I have? Like what stress did I have? What positives can I come, can I take out of this week? So that was the one thing that I tried to do after the program ended was just reflect. Okay. Like what did I do this week? what can I do this week to make things a little bit easier for me? Um, how was I feeling? So just even though you weren't asking me those questions, I was asking myself those questions. Mm -hmm. And I tried to do that as often as possible because yeah, like I said, you just, you get to the end of the week and you, you just have no idea. It just, sometimes we feel a little lost, especially when we're always on the go all the time. So I found that that taking that part of the program and continuing with it was really helpful for me. Um, and I also knew that if I, if I didn't follow, if I wasn't like as, um, careful throughout the week, or let's say I had two nights of really bad eating and feeling gross, I, I knew to listen to my body and to, and I knew how to make changes moving forward. So, mm -hmm. uh, that was the, the biggest thing, or one of the biggest things that I learned while on the program was before if I felt full or if I didn't feel well, I wouldn't listen to what my body was telling me or how I was feeling. I would just continue to do the same thing. Mm. But now, like I really, I really do listen to my body when it comes to eating certain foods. Like if I know something is going to bother my stomach, I'm not going to eat it. Or if I know that eating, you know, too much of something is going to bother my stomach, I make sure to cut back. So I just continued to listen to how my body was feeling. Um, continued to measure, continued to get my steps, uh, hitting my 10,000 steps a day. Like I made it a challenge. I made it fun. Yeah. If, you know, if it was getting close to bedtime and I was a couple steps away, I'd start doing laps around the kitchen, just like anything, <laughs> to, anything to get those 10,000 steps. I was very determined. Yeah. Um, so those, yeah, just continuing with with everything that you taught me through the program, I, I just became such a routine for me that it was easy for me to continue afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so how, have the discipline to, um, to say no to certain foods and, you know, to, to just really watch what I was, watch what I was doing, because I think yeah. it's easy to just, you know, continue on with your day and not realize, Oh, I just ate this or, you know, and like I said, I, I was a mindless and still am sometimes a mindless snacker. Like, you snack when you're stressed. Sometimes you snack when you're tired and you don't like, if you're sitting on the couch watching TV, yes. like, I feel like I always need to be eating something, popcorn, chocolate, whatever it is. And, um, just shifting that. So, yeah. And that's, that's huge because I also remember you were a big fan of, you know, after like Easter or Christmas, when chocolate would go on sale in the grocery stores, like that would be your go-to time to hit up those sales yeah. And, you know, whenever that came, you know, those times came throughout the program, you said this was so big for me because I saw those sales and I just yeah. walked right by them. Yeah. And, you know, for, for people that have been, you know, doing that for a lot of years, that's not an easy thing just to stop and do, but I think it's also important as well, because on the program, you were still having chocolate, like we didn't nix it completely. So, you know, you were still getting that satisfaction of chocolate, yep. but just not maybe in the quantity that you were used to having before. Yeah. I was never really a fan of dark chocolate before I started the program. And then we, Jordan and I started experimenting with the percentage of dark chocolate. So if we would sit <laughs> after Jeffrey was asleep and we'd watch a show before bed, um, like at one point, I think I tried like 85% or 90 and it was, I could not do that. So it had to be 70%. Yeah. Uh, and no higher, no lower. <laughs> um, yeah, you you learn to like different things and different uh, different foods. Um, I mean, sorry to get off topic, but like one That's of the okay. things that I'm doing now is I'm eating spice, which is such a big thing <laughs> for me because I had such low tolerance for anything spicy. Um, you know, like Greeks, we don't add spice to our foods for heat. We add 
oregano and you know salt pepper like other spices that way but we're not going to add like chili powder to something or or in right sounds silly because I think too for a lot of people chili powder is not spicy but (laughs) I bought like a little um a little bottle of hot sauce not too long ago and I've been adding it to my wraps or adding it to my chicken and uh and I can handle it and it's wild (laughs) that's a well I remember you said you thought black pepper was hot (laughs) yeah yeah I had I could not like barbecue sauce sometimes was too spicy for me it was embarrassing and then I and one day I was craving it I was like maybe I should see if my maybe I can actually handle it and before I just let my mind you know my uh it maybe it was more like a mind game thing and now it's you know oh this is spicy like I should try this and um yeah so and I think when we were chatting about it you said you know your your appetite has changed and your taste buds have changed so now you want to try new things and yeah yeah who knew spice (laughs) habanero (laughs) sauce again probably not spicy for a lot of people but for me it was like I loved it if if almost like eating for me (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny like just looking at our our chat our text history if you go to the like images it's just like hot sauce getting steps in meals like it's just and I love that too because I didn't think you would be buying hot sauce at all now we have (laughs) his and hers hot sauce in our (laughs) our cupboard oh gosh I love that well that's the thing you you kind of yeah your taste buds change and then you want to experiment with different flavors and then your meals will just you know you're enhancing your meals um from what you were used to so um so when you ended the program, you lost 52 pounds, yep. which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> um, really. And um, if people are listening, Patricia is on my website. She's also on my Instagram. You can see those photos there. Um, and then, you know, you were kind of on your own for a while. And then you reached out because you were curious about signing up again yes on the program yes so can you just tell us a little bit about all of that and why you were wanting to sign up again yeah so I think it was December it was like late late last year I was putting a list together of things that I wanted to do this year so I there was a woman on Instagram who did a challenge called like 22 hard things in 2022. So she chose 22 hard things that she wanted to accomplish that year and did them and documented them and I thought well how fun like I can do hard things as well if I if I feel dedicated enough to do it and one of the things was to run the BMO half marathon and a friend of mine like she said you know do you want to run it with me and I was gun ho and very excited. And I knew that shifting from just wanting to lose weight the first time that I was on the program to now doing something a bit more intense, I guess, or needed Mm -hmm. a bit more attention in different areas to train for a half marathon after not being a runner, I knew that I needed that help, uh, you know, that I needed that shift. Um, So that's why I reached out to you. Unfortunately, um, I not necessarily, unfortunately, but I did start a new job a few months ago and life over the last five months has been just wildly busy, um, with a few different things. And I never really felt like I had the energy to train properly for, for the run. Um, I kind of, I started to get a little bit lazy. So the second time I did, you know, sign up with you the second time, and it did start off quite strong, I thought, because mm-hmm. I was back into the swing of things and everything. And then um, I think the, one of the challenges that I'm finding right now is, you know, I feel like I'm just trying to keep my head above water half the time, just because we are just on the go all the time. So yeah. it's, you know, taking that step back and and starting to focus on my nutrition again and, and movement again, which um, it has been hard, mm-hmm. but I know, and I know I've said this a couple of times to you, like, I know what I need to do to get back on track. I know that I just need to take it one day at a time, one meal at a time. Um, And, and that's how I'm going to eventually get back into that routine. So yeah, that that's been my challenge lately is just finding, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but finding half an hour to get on the bike has been very hard because Mm-hmm. you're at work all day or you're working from home all day. And then by the time my son goes to bed, sometimes he's not going to bed until after 10 o'clock. 
yeah during the day that's a whole other thing um so you have a late night and then the last thing you feel like you have energy for is to get on a bike and to do a workout um so it's i'm getting there but it's uh one thing that i've that i've really focused on right now is if i know that i'm not going to have like three meals on the program or three meals that follow the program let's just start with breakfast what can I do to make sure that my breakfast is yes is and, and on the program and then from there like it will eventually get better but uh I'm still yeah. hitting my steps though <laughs> that's great and yeah. and that that is and I think it's important to say like when you first signed up on the program the first go around you were you knew exactly what your job was every single day and your routine was set in stone everything was you know, tickety boo. And with that, you were able to implement this nutrition stuff into that lifestyle. And then also, I just want to say, because this is a big, um, big part between ending that program and starting the second go around, you continued on to lose more than 20 pounds on your own. Yeah. So, and that is amazing because, you know, you just you ended that program and you continued going and, you know, didn't make too many changes. I don't think to your portions um, and the results continued to come. And so like, that is huge. Yeah. Um, and then the second time on the program, literally nothing was probably the same as the first time, you know, you were in a new job that was actually wrapping up and then you were starting another job while wrapping up the other job, like things, you know, lot of life things going on. And I yeah. think, um, that happens to so many people, but I think oftentimes we get so overwhelmed that we just throw in the towel. But I think one of the most amazing things, the second go around on the program was you just maintain where you were. And I, I should take the word just out. You maintain because maintaining yeah. is progress. And, um, a lot of people don't see maintenance as progress, but that is actually, you know, not something a lot of people talk about. They talk about the fat loss, the fat loss, but it's like, okay, well, what happens after that? Yeah. And while you had all these life stressors and changes and challenges happening, you maintained your body fat, you continued with your steps. And I think that is something really to celebrate, um, and also recognizing maybe the half marathon, not maybe not this time, but maybe in a couple of years, like you just never know. Just yeah. the fact that you were looking into it, signed up. I was like, who is this Patricia? Yeah, it's it. going from like, I, I remember a few years ago, it was well before um, Jeffrey was born. I did the color me rad run with with the same friend who I was going to do the half marathon with. And that was a 5k out at UBC and every kilometer that you hit, they shoot like powdered color at you. And oh yeah, I've seen that. like, yeah, like dust up your nose. It's not, it's not the greatest experience. It's fun when you're, you know, to see all the costumes and to see everybody doing it, but trying to wash off color off of you after is not the greatest. And <laughs> I remember doing that and like, just hating it because I, again, I'm not a runner. Mm -hmm. And I didn't properly train for that either, even though it was just a 5k. So to have that shift and to know that a challenge, you know, just because it's hard doesn't mean you can't do it. But I, because I had lost the weight and I had gone through this nutritious or the, this journey throughout the last year and a half, like who's to say that you can't do it? Like it, you know, yeah. you gotta take it one day at a time, like I said, and, and now I embrace challenges for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah, uh, but but a physical challenge doesn't necessarily scare me as much mm -hmm. um, because I know that if I if I focus on it, I can I can do it. And if I can't do it 100 percent, the fact that I tried, you know, exactly. is also yeah. important. So, yeah, no, for sure. And just being open to it, too, instead of not even looking into it like yeah. that. Even yeah. some of the rides that I do, like I have a I have a Peloton at home, which has saved me because when the gym's closed, wanting to get in that, that extra workout that isn't necessarily just a walk, like to get in a good sweat, I, I did need something more. So I bought my Peloton and it's like my second child, uh, <laughs> but even just doing a workout where, you know, I love the feeling that I'm might die on this bike because the class is so hard, but it's, you know, knowing that I've even tried it. So yeah. yeah. 
no, it doesn't scare me as much. Well, it's, and especially when you get to a point where, um, I know when you were going away, you're like, it's killing me. I can't get my steps in. I'm like, that's a great problem because you, you know, you notice the difference when yeah. you've been so consistent and then you're not maybe able to in different spurts of time. Definitely. Um, Okay. So on my Instagram the other day, I just put a little question box, um, questions for Patricia Yep. <laughs> and there, I don't think they're hard or scary, but there's three questions I'm going to ask you and you don't know what these are. I didn't share these with you. Um, okay. So the first question, somebody wanted to know, had Patricia tried any other diets before starting your program? I did. So back in grade 12, um, it must have been like January of, I'm not going to do the math as to how old I was when I was in grade 12. But anyways, right <laughs> before graduation, four months before, my mom was doing Weight Watchers. And this was when Weight Watchers, I know the program has changed a bit, but when you used to like count your points mm -hmm. at the end of every day or every week. So I actually decided to do it with her. And I was doing the program, basically the exact same program that she was doing and followed along. and in those four months, I think I had lost 25 pounds. So I, oh, I did wow. really well. Like I was, um, I remember we had a treadmill in our basement and it was during the NHL playoffs. And I would purposely get on the treadmill and walk during the first period of a hockey game. Cause you end up walking for like 40, 45 minutes sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how quick or how slow the game is going. And that was like, every night I was watching a hockey game, walking, and I was following the plan and eating, you know, certain things or still eating a bit of everything on the program and, and was pretty successful. And then it felt great at prom. Like I, I bought a dress that was a little bit smaller and felt wonderful. And then I went away to university and that all disappeared mm. within the first few months of my first year of university. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's the only one that I've, that I had tried. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even remember, I think I've cut out food, like I've cut out meat like if I was fasting for Easter, for example, I would cut out meat for 40 days, 50 days. Uh, one year I decided to cut out bread for those, uh, for that same period of time for Easter. And I think I had lost like five pounds, but mm -hmm. Weight Watchers is the only like diet, I diet, guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say like, diet is a funny word. <laughs> I know it is. Cause I, whenever I would travel back home, like I've had people ask me like, what diet did you do? Like, I, I'm not doing a, to me, a diet is like, you're basically sacrificing yeah. you know, different foods or cutting out certain foods in order to lose weight. Like a, a diet is not a lifestyle change in, in my opinion. Like, I don't want to get nitpicky about it, but it, the word diet has just always, it yeah. always, I feel like it sometimes has like a negative tone to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that was just, just Weight Watchers and then, and then your program years later. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I hate that word too. Cause it's yeah. sort of like, yeah, it means usually means you're restricting or cutting something out, which is not what we're doing on the nutrition by Carmen programs. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what did Patricia not like about the nutrition program? One thing that it did take me a while to get used to, uh, the photos every week. So I would set, I had like a little setup in our kitchen where I would like set up my camera on the coffee machine and I'd have to like move the table out of the way. And I always felt like I was taking a mug shot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so that was one part that like, that I've actually found that very hard. And especially at first when, uh, when you're looking at these photos and you're thinking, oh my God, like, this is what I look like. Like you don't, I don't naturally take, you know, I know like that. So that was a big eye opener. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and even at the end, like, I think it was just like, okay, like make sure there's no shadow behind you. <laughs> I know. Uh, but you know, that was, that was probably the one thing that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I literally was eating everything. So I think if I had had to cut out certain foods and maybe certain foods that I enjoyed, I, I would have had a hard time with yes. that. So, yeah. Or if and it I was think... like a huge lifestyle change, you know? Yeah. Right. No, exactly. And I think, you know, nobody enjoys taking those photos. Like I haven't come across <laughs> a person that's like, oh, yay, I can't wait to take them. But yeah. everybody is so glad that they did. Totally. Because yeah. now you can look back and think, 
wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. Um, so that painful moment is worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The last Instagram question was, or is, um, is Patricia maintaining her fat loss from the program? Uh, yes, but struggling. Uh, mm. I have been struggling the last, you know, couple months, just trying to find that rhythm again. Mm -hmm. Um, I, the one thing that I, I did found, find very helpful when I was on the program was, um, I, it, it just became very easy to get into that routine of like what you're eating, meal prep, uh, sleep, like everything was just, I had it figured out. I had it figured out. And I think because life has changed quite a bit over the last few months, it's, I am struggling to find that, that routine again, I know I'll get there. Mm -hmm. So I, I have put on a little bit of weight, um, but the one I had mentioned, not, you know, uh, not that long ago in this conversation, like the worst feeling is when your jeans are tight. Yes. I have that feeling right now. My jeans feel tight, even though mm -hmm. my jeans are like, I went from a size 22 to a size 14. I haven't been a size 14 since like not even high school, probably elementary school. Oh my I gosh. In a That's amazing. Home. Wild. Like I couldn't, I went to old Navy and I got jeans and I actually cried because I thought, how is this even possible? The oh. jeans are tight, yeah. but because the jeans are tight now, it's like, okay, like, you know what you need to do? You need to yeah. snap out of it a little bit and, you know, and get back into it. So mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, I haven't been on the bike as much as I had wanted to, but a couple days ago, I got on for 20 minutes. And that was the first time in two months that I had been on the bike. So it's just like little things like that. You know, yeah. even though I'm not 100% uh, doing what I need to be doing, I'm trying to find those little, those little moments to help me get there. And it and it will get there eventually, you know, it, yeah. like I said, throughout the program, when when uh, the last couple of weeks were more challenging, like, I know what I need to do. <laughs> I just got to do it. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, well, and I yeah. think that's really like, thank you for being so honest about that. Cause I think that's a question people always wonder, Oh, what's the success after the program? Yeah. Um, you know, life happens and these things go on, but like you said, you're still wearing the smallest size jeans you have in a while. They're just maybe a bit more snug right now, but <laughs> you've got the tools to, you know, get things back on track. And, yeah. and like I mentioned before, I, I think I told you, I don't know a busier person than you. And so to do all of this is just amazing. And so you'll get back to feeling like you were before. I, um, I think uh, now that the weather's getting nicer as well, like you're more encouraged to go outside and to go for walks and to, um, you know, get fresh air. It's just not that I feel like in the winter time, people just want to hibernate and then <laughs> yeah. wearing like baggy clothes and you just want to watch tv and snack and like it's just I don't, it's a different mindset when the weather starts to get nicer everyone's so, in such a good mood when the sun's shining yeah. like it just it changes it's it's so hopefully this stays for us yes <laughs> um I just have one final question for you um yeah. this has been amazing by the way you're thank such you. a good speaker thank you <laughs> you should host your own podcast you know what maybe I don't know what I would talk about but uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you'd find something. Yeah. Um, but just if anybody is listening right now and maybe they've been thinking about getting their health on track for a while, or maybe they're a really busy parent that just doesn't feel like they can put themselves first, what sort of advice would you give to somebody sort of struggling with that dilemma right now? I think um, you know, everybody, I I I think we all get to a place or a time where we realize you got to do it now. Like it's, you know, don't, don't wait to feel I, for me, I was again, feeling very, very sluggish, tired all the time, knee pains, that sort of thing. And, um, it, it just clicked that I needed to do something. So don't be scared because this is, this is a good change that you're going to be making. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's for the positive and it doesn't necessarily have to be weight loss it can be just feeling better like don't focus on what's on the scale it's about feeling better both mentally physically as well and making those changes that will follow you for the rest of your life hopefully mm -hmm. um, so and it can be overwhelming at first but you just got to take it one step at a time if it's not eating three perfect meals a day start with one meal 
um, get out, get out for walks, hit your steps. Um, yeah, as, as parents, I mean, everybody, I think everybody is just really, we're, we're just living a very busy lifestyle. We're always on the go, like I said. So even if you can find, you know, just something to just little changes to, to help along the way is, Mm -hmm. is, uh, is very, I, I found very helpful. So and there's no time like the present. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's really good advice um, because I think so many of us think that we have to do it all at once, yes. but that is so overwhelming. And so, like yep. you said, just breaking it down, maybe it's just focusing on breakfast or steps or just making it really, really easy for yourself. It just makes it that much more attainable Yeah. Um, instead of thinking you've got to overhaul your nutrition, fitness, everything at once. You really do not. Um, and have fun with it as well. I, uh, you know, I know that it can be a little bit scary, but it's, it's, uh, one of the instructors on, in, on the Peloton or like that classes (laughs) for, he always says progress, not perfection. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Like you just, it's little steps and you are, it's better to make progress than to, you know, you're not going to figure it out overnight. So just fun with it. It's, it's a fun journey and it's fun seeing, I know it was fun seeing my body change and to, you know, to learn more about what I could handle and, uh, you know, just that those changes alone made me feel so much better at the end. So, and yeah. mentally, like mentally is that is huge too. So, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, I think that's amazing advice and I'm just so grateful that you've shared your journey and your story with everybody because seriously, you're just such an inspiration um, to so many people. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for you and everything that you've done. And thank you to you for, for always, you know, believing in me and always being there for me, seriously, just knowing that you were a text message away to, if I had any questions, if, you know, I was, I never felt scared if I didn't do something right, or, you know, <laughs> if I didn't have a great week, I just, I knew that you would always support me. And that's, that's such a huge part of your program is that one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just found that really, really helpful to know that you always had my back week to week. So that's, um, I truly thank you for, for that and for teaching me, you know, teaching me your program. Of course. Well, my pleasure. You made it so easy though. I have to say, because, you know, like I said before, you were so consistent, you were dedicated, you answered the questionnaire with so much detail, which really helped me do a better job to coach you. I basically, I felt like I was with you all week, even though I wasn't. Um, And that really helped. When I was filling out the the questionnaires every week, I was going on and on. I kept thinking, Carmen's going to have to read a novel. Like I'm just telling (laughs) my whole life story in these questionnaires. Yeah. No, it, it honestly, that helps a lot versus a two word answer, which I do get from a lot of people, which doesn't yeah. help me. So yeah. no, you're just the best. And I can't thank you enough for just taking more than an hour out of your busy day to, to chat with me. Yeah. Thank, so, you. thank you for having me. Of course. Well, thank you again. And yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode with Patricia. <laughs> well, you enjoy your weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Chat later. Okay. Bye. Bye.